Cody, you are a father. Welcome back to another episode of Mind vs. Muscle, and uh, we're going to kick it off because we got some exciting news. I'm super pumped. Um, so, Cody. Your boy's going to be a daddy. Cody is a daddy. Holy shit. I think the announcement, by the time they're listening to this, the announcement will have been on Facebook, I believe. So. <laughs> let's hope so, yeah, or else so. you're fucked. Shannon's going to be pissed. <laughs> But yeah, we got, um, so today's Sunday, the 27th, tomorrow's the 28th, we have, uh, like technically, I think 12 weeks was yesterday, so we're in the clear, essentially, we're gonna start telling people and shit, mm-hmm. but I mean, you've known for a little while. Yeah, it's been hard not to talk about it. It has been, man. My I, like my, my dad calls me like every other day, he's yeah. like, can I Pumped. tell people yet? Yeah. Like, I want to mention I'm a grandpa, it's like, fucking crazy, yeah. man, so it's gonna be a journey. <laughs> what do you think you're having? Um, I think it's a boy, man. I can't stop picturing a boy. Like I, I've had dream, I've had dreams about both, but lately I've been having more dreams about a boy. Um, because like I think I would be happy with both. I don't really, I don't really yeah, care. Yeah. But I, I have a, tr- I have trouble like picturing a little girl, but I can picture a little boy. Like I think, and I think it's because like so. Me and Shannon both have blue eyes and blonde hair, and we were both like super blonde when we were kids. So I know if it's a boy, it's gonna, literally gonna look just like I looked as a kid. <laughs> so it's easy for me to picture like a little blonde bowl cut is what I picture. Oh, you guys are gonna do the bowl cut? Nah, Shannon is like <laughs> <laughs> she's not having that. Sorry, mom. Oh, I'll take yeah. I'll take him to my mom's hilarious. house for a haircut. She'll give it a bowl because <laughs> that's what she does. But yeah, man, it's it's. It's crazy. It's definitely everything has shifted. It's funny because I know a lot of people either listening to this or who know me at the gym and stuff. Like when I told Jess like less than a week ago, she was like, "Oh my god, this all makes so much more sense." Like all the changes going on and everything. So um, I think there's gonna be a lot of people listening that are like, uh, "Get it?" You know what I mean? Or like saw it coming a little bit. Like, uh, but yeah, it's, it's crazy how things can appear to be like how some actions might seem selfish to people right mm-hmm. but then once they once you kind of shed light on a on the subject then it's like it's so it, yeah exactly it's like the exact opposite so if i think i talked about it a bit on one of the podcasts but if people don't know like i pretty much handed up uh essentially all my clients except strength camp at vigor because i'm going to be launching out a new program and the way I look at it is it's because obviously some people were um, upset about it. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people were really cool because they understand that it's like a next chapter in my life, right. which is awesome because I've right. trained them forever. So they get it. But I think the biggest part for me was my goal is to help guys learn what I've learned so they can have more in their life, right? Like right. I want them to understand like the concept of core four and how to like how to be successful in their business without giving up their relationship or their body, right? And where I was at, I couldn't make that move. Um, and then on top of that, I found out that I was having a kid. So I like really started pushing to make that happen because I know it's going to support a lifestyle with my child better. And it's going to create more of a role model out of me to raise whatever gender it is. But I keep wanting to say little boy, but <laughs> Shannon's getting pissed because I keep naturally just saying So, that. so you had me watch this, uh, this documentary called Given, which yeah. was like, that was so cool so you to me. It. I did yeah, watch it, yeah. yeah, and I watched it with Steph, and we we both loved it. And uh, I, I recommend that anybody, I mean, really watch it, whether I mean you plan on having kids or not. I think that 
just like the general idea. I, I believe that, man, because I, I love that, uh, you know, they they take around this, their, their family, really, and they kind of like backpack the, the world, right? Like they really don't yeah. have anything with them. Just their surfboard. And like how much you learn and how much like you really realize like the things that you absolutely need and, and don't need. Um, you know, the, the most important lessons I feel like come from, or some of the most important lessons come from traveling and you learn a lot because you see uh, different cultures, how they live and, you know, not everybody's as uh, uh, advantaged, I guess, yeah. might be the word, you know, as, as most Americans. Yeah, like exactly. Isn't and as even, high. dude, even poverty here yeah. is like, you know, I, I think that a lot of people in a lot of countries would die for, yeah. you know, the poverty that we have here. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's completely yeah. different. And I think even, you don't even have to go out of it. Like you said, you don't have to go out of the country. Because even if you go to, like when I was in Missouri for that uh, conference, like they, they're not, it, it wasn't like a, it wasn't poverty. It wasn't anything like that. It, but it was, the culture was completely different. Right. The way you talk to people, the stores that were there, the community, the environment, everything is different. But I learned a lot by, especially going alone. Like you yeah. go alone yeah. and you're there for days, you understand a little bit different. Um, but what what I thought was so cool about that documentary is, and what like really like pushed me to like change was that how like if you listen to the uh, narration it's done by the little yeah, kid the whole yeah. time and the way he talked about his dad was just like the coolest fucking yeah. thing because he keeps bringing up like my dad told me this like my dad said as long as I do this my dad advised me to do this my dad taught me this so everything is revolving around like all these things his dad is teaching him which was like huge for me because I started thinking about like what am I gonna teach my child. Right, like, and then it completely changes what you do and why you do everything. Right, which is the craziest feeling. So I, I know that I've told you before, and um, you know that for every year for uh, uh, Olivia's birthday and, and and future kids to come is that we want to instead of giving this material uh, item, you know, as a as a gift, we're just gonna travel, right, yeah. and we're we're gonna go somewhere, uh, wherever in the world that you know we want to go. Um, and just really, so she, she gets the experience rather than that, you know, having that attachment to something that she's only going to use for yeah. a short period of time. I mean, you, ha you know, really you have those memories forever. And even though she's not going to probably remember it next year, well, you know, we booked a trip to Hawaii, um, in June, you know, really for her, for her birthday, but it's just to get into, you know, I yeah. mean, like that habit to say, you know, we've done this since, you know, you were born, you travel every year. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you guys have talked about as far as what you want to be kind of like tradition or something special that you want to teach your little one? We haven't yet. Um, I, I think I know like a bunch of little things that like I want to do, um, Partially because I miss them when I was a child, like things that I want to make sure. Like actually, we were having this conversation last night at dinner, um, just about. And, and speaking of that, it's funny how like much conversation revolves around that, right? Like now because we're so fucking yeah. excited, right? Yeah. Like, um, but I think the biggest thing for me is just gonna be is gonna be having time and just being present because I didn't get that as much as I wanted to when I was a kid. So for me, it's like, what can I do to make sure that. I, like I was telling her, I was like, I want to like, I don't remember really playing catch. Like that's something I want to do. Like, yeah. I just, you know I mean, what I mean? Dude, that's super valuable. So yeah. for me, like the, the whole tradition thing, and I'm sure we're going to think of something yeah. like, you know what I mean? But, um, for me, it's going to be more about, um, simply 
being there more like enough like little things like tradition for me is gonna be like every single week i'm doing xyz with and i think it'll be easier for me to visualize once i know if it's a boy or a girl right um because i'm also going to start journaling to them and yeah. then there's going to be certain dates throughout the year where i give them these notes and stuff like that so that's going to be part of the tradition um i want to do like a time capsule for them as well oh, but that'd be dope. but i don't know if it's a boy or girl yet so yeah. like for the time capsule um like i haven't even told shannon this it was gonna be a surprise so hopefully she can't hear through the wall but <laughs> so i'm gonna uh once I find out the gender, I'm gonna go to everyone and all like both of our families and have them all write a note and then put it in a time capsule. Oh, and then dope. whatever, because I don't, you know how bad I am with ages, whenever they learn how to read, <laughs> go <laughs> dig this thing up and give it to them. Um, so that's gonna be something. And then, uh, and then once, yeah, once I find out the gender, I know I'm gonna have a little bit more idea of what like I wanna do yeah. for sure. Yeah. It's it's still it's still shock though. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, still, it's still fresh. She's a day out of first trimester yeah. we think <laughs> like so you know it's like we're still kind of in that like beginning stage yeah i know i i remember like that just being like the the craziest time because i was just like man like you know all of the things that people tell you can go wrong and everything that you read about like you know i, I guess my little piece of advice from that for you know future parents is don't get too caught up in you know the internet honestly a lot of times shannon will just be like can you look this up for me yeah because we don't want her to stress right because it is it's like oh i have a pain in my sides like right i have cancer yeah, like it's a hundred things that dude, it's wrong. nuts yeah. like or or like uh what to eat and what not to eat and in how like pre preparation of food and stuff like i make sure i read all that so she doesn't have to worry yeah. about it honestly to you so this uh this speaking of that we keep i keep bringing this up that deep nutrition book which mm -hmm. i've been like super into lately as you can see it's the size of a bible there's a lot of yeah. good shit in there um i had to skip like uh probably 100 pages because 100 of the pages are about the effects that your environment and food consumption can have on your baby and if you're a pregnant mother and the second i started reading this i was like i'm, I'm skipping this whole right. page because right. like it's just gonna fucking make me paranoid yeah because everything and you said this too like you yeah. watch uh step walk upstairs and you're like fucking just watching yeah. her like a hawk yeah. right it's the same exact thing so like everything i read i'm just like fuck like i gotta make sure this this like the quality of food i've been buying yeah. like I've never been so per like particular about ingredients, and I've shared this with you quite a bit lately. Like I've personally been cutting out all artificial sweeteners and shit. Like that's why I like stevia's for coffee and mm -hmm. everything like that. Um, extra nutrients. Like I'm not worried about macros and stuff. I'm more worried about micronutrients and anything uh, artificial or fake, because I know that like when I have my second child, like my genetics are gonna like predispose any immune right. issue they have so now i'm like fuck like yeah. i don't want to it's crazy how much like beforehand i was literally like oh it's calories in versus calories out yeah. i'm not gonna die fuck it yeah and i immediately am like holy shit yeah. like because your your purpose changes yeah. right like and i think that's that's like the biggest thing well man i got you know i got i got some shit from you know family and friends about like not letting stuff have uh uh fast food right yeah. and i was just like you know, especially, I guess, just me being in the industry and, and like, but like, it doesn't even have to be that. Like, look at, you know, take five people that you walk by within the next, you know, or, or throughout the day, right? Like, a few of them are going to be obese, yeah. right? And it's like, it's that result. But like, again, like we, we talked about on the last podcast, you know, epigenetics and then, you know, ancestral dieting and, and uh, all those, all these different things and about how certain generations, you know, were raised on formula and processed foods and how that's affected us so yeah. far you know and that's really 
they're the you know, most likely to have all these. Yeah, exactly. That's where my mind went. You know, even though when the baby comes out, she's drinking, you know, breast milk or formula. But like as they get older, you know, what what are they going to have, uh, you know, a craving or a taste for? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And are we going to be those parents who are just lazy and decide that we don't want to cook? So right. we're just going to go through a drive through and get some bullshit food. And then that's what their body really starts to crave right yeah. they've, they've said that like man like some of that shit is like um is like eating uh or is like uh taking heroin right yeah. like it, it releases the same uh chemical so, so like i was just so well and like if you so like if you look at like diabetes right so someone's not like you're not gonna have a child and the child comes out looking a certain way where you go like oh fuck i shouldn't have ate that mcdonald's right like and, and in some cases they actually can't like they actually did these studies where they uh they t- they were studying the expressions in the uh, face structure of uh, Grammy nominated uh, actresses. So like um, Halle Berry was one, and then a couple other ladies, Angelina Jolie, like all these people who are like really talented, really smart, and they're beautiful as well. And they went back generations, and they had extremely healthy like parents and all that stuff. Like oh, wow. they were looking at like stuff like that, and you're more likely to have specific. So they can look at like your face, and then uh, like predict like the likelihood of you having any of these immunity diseases like whether it is something like i have like eczema or yeah dude it's nuts so but what they're what they you got to realize too is that like you're not gonna have a baby and the baby's like oh shit it's probably gonna have diabetes now i can tell like it's (laughs) still gonna be a cute baby but if if it's predisposed to that it's not gonna happen until they're 20 it's not gonna happen until they're 25 and stuff so you might forget about it by then and not understand like the effects that you had on that baby 25 years ago but still like so they were doing these studies on uh, so trans fat is like one of the most unhealthy fats that's in all those fast foods and stuff. Well, like the chromosome uh, or the DNA or the chemical or whatever, when you look at it, it's it's not like so regular like saturated fat binds as like a straight line essentially of like links, whereas trans fat has like these kinks in it and it'll bind to fat cells and fat cells actually can't release it because it gets stuck. So you are more likely to uh, like store, especially in your uh, midsection and uh, for females and thighs, like in those trouble areas, like that's more likely caused from like heavy trans fat diets. So it just shows that your body doesn't know how to react to those things and it right. gets stuck on those for long periods of time. Wow. It was, dude, it was blowing my mind the shit I was reading there. It's fucking, but again, like I had, I read it and I was like, fuck, I can't read this shit about like, yeah. cause like at the end of the day, like, well, first of all, did Steph ever get pissed at you when you would try not to get her to eat fast food, or did she uh, not no, really go for it? No, because I mean, she didn't really, she didn't really go for it. I don't know if she just didn't really crave it, or if she was just kind of, she was more aware of, you know. I mean, obviously, she's she's been with me, so um, you'd have to ask her. Yeah, um, I I do know that she craved Taco Bell for a little bit, and then like I just made her a Crunchwrap Supreme. I just uh, I looked it up on Pinterest yeah. of how to make it from scratch, and and I did that, and like, you know, I, I think she had two of those, and that was it. Yeah. So like, and the, and that's the thing is like, I don't really have to worry about it because Shannon just doesn't go for fast food. Yeah. So, um, but I like it's funny too because like the one thing she's been, I mean, she had this morning again. She craves so much. It's uh toast. Like she gets whole grain toast. We we only buy grass fed butter. She puts grass fed butter on it, and then like literally takes a whole avocado and like spreads it, and yeah. then puts sriracha on it. Huh. Dude, she eat that shit every day, and I'm like, cool. Yeah, that's a that's a great fat source for right, you. Like, right. I'm cool Why with not? that. Yeah. yeah. Um. So we don't have to worry about that too much. But um. 
Yeah, man, it's it's like my mind immediately worries about the littlest things now. It's yeah. crazy. I you know I have nieces and nephews, and I've always wanted to be like a a, a great example, but like it's ten x. You know, like just you know having one of my own. So I think that everything that we do and we talk about and we practice now, it's like every time we we talk about the why it's like you know it's her yeah so you know from years to come it's like you know how is this going to benefit us as a family and and specifically her so i mean you've known me for a while and i don't think you've ever seen me hold a baby like i just i've always been i know i was the same way i was was just having this conversation last night yeah yeah. and then i used uh, to get anxiety like i was gonna like drop it my baby uh, was just gonna fall apart my nephew i wouldn't or uh my cousin who like he's really young but like when he was born, I was like, no, uh, didn't want to hold him. Um, Shannon's nephew, she's super close to, never held. But what was crazy is when we found out, um, like a few weeks later, we went up to Ellensburg to visit them. And it was like this baby knew, wouldn't like leave me alone. But I was like, it was like this, I was like immediately like, dude, like I love this kid. And it yeah. was like throwing it around, like yeah. he won. Yeah. But I like literally had the most fun ever with it, yeah. and uh, but it was crazy how like he never really tries to like come say hi or right. smile at me or anything, right. and then as soon as I got there, it was just like yeah. nonstop, which is weird, yeah. bro. But I mean, the universe telling you something, right? Yeah, like, I mean that, and just you know, it's just like you put off the energy. Yeah, well, other human beings too, like you know, that's that's what we attract to, right? It's like the more the more familiar you are with somebody. And I think there, there was tests done on this, right? Like, uh, even if you don't know a person, you don't know anything about them, you don't know their name, but they, you walk past each other every day uh, on the way to yeah. work, right? You trust that person more than you trust somebody 100%. that you've only seen a couple of times, yeah. right? So, And I'm sure the energy, like, Shannon puts off around me right, allows right. a little baby to yeah. trust a little more. Yeah. But... Yeah. So, I think you're going you're gonna to read a lot of shit. You're going to hear a lot of shit. I think that... Uh, you know, I, I kind of, like, let Steph, she's always on her phone, like, looking at stuff and developmental stuff, and, uh, you know, sometimes she's, you know, she, she picks out something that she's read, and, and I'm just like, man, like, you know, it's like everything that's around, you know, can potentially... Cause cancer. Right, or kill just you. kill you, right? <laughs> so I'm just like, fuck, like, you know, ultimately, at the end of the day, I think that it's just, you know, experience, and I think that it... I've become a lot more calm. I think that, you know, when we first brought her home, I was just like, holy shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, your only responsibility is to keep this baby alive. Yeah. And I didn't care about anything else. I didn't care about what was going on at the gym. I didn't care about programming. I didn't care about working on myself. Like, I was literally just trying to keep this baby alive. And, yeah. and even still, that's that's kind of like, you know, your job for, you know, the first few years. You're just responsible for everything and then it's kind of like you know i I guess that it's supposed to get a little bit more easier and especially when you start to have a a second kid and you know who knows but well i think too like what i learned like so when i first found out i was definitely and i mean like we talked about this a lot like i'm good like i'm cool you know so like for me like we found out immediately like scared as fuck right i'm like okay processing like what am I gonna do but I'm looking at Shannon I know she's scared too so I'm like don't worry about you right now like you'll figure that out like help her out so I'm just like calming her down telling her it's okay everything's cool for a couple days and then Monday came because we found out on the weekend so we were like uh, all weekend just kind of in that position where I was just trying to make sure everything was kosher and everything I remember she left on Monday and I immediately just sat down and was like holy it was the first moment I had alone Yeah, yeah. and I like I like kept coming out of meditation because it was freaking me out because yeah. all I could picture was that. 
And then I get on this call with Steve and all the guys. So there's like there's 10 of us on this call, right? And it's like uh, day one of our 90-day challenge, right? And I literally woke up that day, and this is like day one. He's going to give us the pep talk, tell us how we're going to attack our goals and everything. And I immediately was like, I don't give a fuck about any of those goals. Like, yeah. they all change. <laughs> right. Because I was like, they're just... Like, my head would, like, I think at one point, I was still trying to, like, I didn't, like, at one point in time, I really believed that, like, my mission and journey was to become, not necessarily, like, a like a legend is a cheesy word for it, but, like, I wanted to be extremely well-known in the industry, and I wanted to, like, leave behind a legacy in fitness and nutrition yeah. and stuff, and within the snap of a finger, I was like, I don't give a fuck about any motherfucker in that industry and what they think about yeah. me. It doesn't matter. Like, that has nothing to do with my legacy anymore, right. and... Like, that's all I could remember going to this call. And I was looking at my goals, like, that meaning is stupid. There's yeah. no why behind that. Like, what is that going to do for me? Like, so I immediately changed everything. But I get on this call and, like, so the way it works is, like, we get on the call and, like, you can see. Have you ever been on a webinar where you, all your pictures are up there? Right. So it's, like, Steve's always on the left top. He's, like, because he's the first one on the call, obviously. He starts it out. And then every guy who gets on the call is, like, tagged along next. So I was, like, way last because I got on there last. And, uh... He was like, so we do check-ins, you know, like, how, like, what was your core four score? And he was just like, I'm going to skip ahead to Cody. Like, go ahead. And I was like, what? Like, I'm trying to prep myself to leave. Just like, because I'm like, damn, you're crying. Like, just trying to figure shit out, right? <laughs> yeah. And he was like, yeah, something's going on with you. I can just tell. And I'm like, motherfucker, you're in a different state on a little screen. Like, yeah. that's an inch wide. How are you supposed to, like, know that? But he, like, but I mean, that's the same thing with, like, like you said before. Like, when you're, when you know somebody that well, like, you can just tell. Like, I've done it to you. I'm like, yo, what's going on? Like, you're in a funk. And it's like, fuck. Like, you yeah. know it, right? Yeah. And I was like, no, nah, I'm cool, man. Because me and Shannon agreed we're not going to tell anybody. And then uh, he kept poking me and poking me. And, dude, I just started bawling in front of, like, 10 guys. Like, she's <laughs> pregnant. I don't know what the fuck to do. Like, blah, yeah. blah. But, and, and they're like, is this not a gift? And then I immediately just shifted everything. And it right. was just like, like became like the most powerful thing and, and the one thing like I remember more than anything is he was like I want you to stop and write down like what your why is because we all know our why like my why for the longest time has been like I was not comfortable with my body and it caused lack of confidence and I had no drive in business and relationship I didn't give a fuck about anything I was going down a destructive path and then I transformed my body so for me my my why was to help others feel that and it's not anymore right yeah. so like within an instant like i finally for the first time like felt what purpose was and again i started crying bro yeah. i was just like he was like what's your why and i looked at the paper started tearing up because i was like dude this is and, and the funny thing is dude i haven't cried in i don't think there's i think everybody should but i haven't cried in like years yeah and it was like within an hour long call with a bunch of dudes i've like cried three times yeah. i'm like <laughs> falling like a little baby yeah. but it, it was just like it's it's unbelievable how much your why changes to because it, it, it's just, I don't know, it's so much different. Like, so in the last, so this has been, it's been just over two months, I think, that we've known. Or it's been, like, actually, yeah, in a couple days it'll be. Three months. Well, we, we didn't know. Oh, they have known, yeah. yeah so yeah, it's okay. been two months okay. since we found out. And within that two months, my business has taken off. I've, like, changed career paths. I've done something, uh, I've added new services to my business um, for residual income that has actually been a really fun thing that I can do for other gym owners and like like I was telling you about creating these nutrition guides for their gyms and stuff and it what in the funny thing is is like I think we talked about this the other day is like we don't give ourselves permission to like attack like goals and attack right. like different journeys right. and stuff until we have a, a serious fire under our ass right and, and there was like all these ideas and all these concepts and all these ways of like 
generating income and creating a business and, and actually getting more free time to spend with Shannon and the soon to be baby and stuff has all happened since then without me even like trying or having anything. It's literally just been because of that. Right. Like all of a sudden this stuff's happening, yeah. like, which is just so mind blowing. And, and I think it, it's funny too, because I used to like, remember like people talking about like, Oh, you just don't get it until you have a kid. Yeah. Like, and I'd be like, all right, cool. Like I get it, whatever. Like stop talking about like your kid's dad and stuff. And then now I'm like, like every time somebody's it's like, true. every time someone goes like, dude, how you been? Or like, what's up? What's going on? Like, I'm like, yeah. I'm having a kid, yeah, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I can't, so I'm like burning up. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. So I, I'm excited to tell everybody tomorrow yeah. on, uh, well, it'll already happen yeah. right now. But um, dude, the way, the way I see it is that, you know, everything that I've ever accomplished and, and experienced and everything that I've ever learned has kind of just like led me to this moment and I realized like the ultimate my ultimate job and you know my ultimate purpose is being a dad and so like nothing else like ultimately matters and then you know I I think about the conversations that I've had with my dad over time because he didn't know his dad he didn't meet his dad until he was like fucking like in his 20s or something like that and and after that it was only he only saw him a handful of times and then the last time he had, you know, cancer all over his body and like, you know, like they didn't really, they never said, I love you. Like, you know what I mean? Like he didn't have that connection with his, with his dad, like, you know, like we have. And, you know, I grew up, you know, having this really like tense relationship uh, with my dad because he was so like hard on me, you know, know what I mean? And I didn't appreciate it yeah. because, you know, obviously I grew up with my dad always being there. Right. And then it did, you know, it didn't really dawn on me until I was older. It was like, man, like, you know, he did everything that, that he could. And he just wanted me to, to have a better life than he did. And that's yeah. ultimately what it was. And, you know, and we had that conversation and now I'm like, man, like, you know, if I can just, if I can just do that and I can set myself up into a position to where I'm there through it all, like, man, ultimately I'll be successful and, and everything else is just a result of that. You yeah. know what I mean? And all the things you've learned being able to actually like teach somebody that. Right. Cause it, it, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just different, right? Like we teach people lessons and insights and all this stuff all the time, but it's just so much of a different relationship of what you're going to be teaching. It's for, the most know? real thing that can ever happen to you i feel like yeah if you i mean if like look like some people don't really have kids or don't want to have kids or don't desire um even having kids and there's some terrible fucking parents out there you know those some of those people should have never you know recreated but uh i think that you know those people especially you know we're sitting down having this conversation right now you're excited you know i'm super pumped to you know, every day I get to hang out with, with my daughter from, you know, 6.30 a.m. to, to about one thirty two o'clock. And, you know what I mean? Like, that's, most that's like, the best part of my day. And every single day, like, she's doing something new and, like, developing. It's, like, yeah. crazy how fast they grow and how yeah. much bigger she's gotten. And, you know, how much more she starts to, like, look like uh, her mom, even though some people, like think that she looks like you know it's yeah. just it's so she makes wild. different expressions though because sometimes yeah. i'm like oh shit that is definitely theo right. and then other yeah. times i'm like i ah, actually no that's not like right. so i think it depends like i feel like whenever she's confused angry or upset i think she looks just <laughs> like you bro <laughs> steph says the same thing she's like she's got a resting bitch face like you. she does though i'm not gonna lie <laughs> too funny but i mean speaking of which dude that's actually um not that but like when you said um like she's growing so fast like we're, we're talking about epigenetics and the effect that our bodies have on like what we do have on the child's growth mm-hmm. like you're saying she's in the like upper percentile Dude, she's right? like she's like 90 95th 
or it says on our last on the last appointment uh, uh, chart or whatever um, that they give you uh, or summary I guess it would be so she's like for height she's like 95 uh, to 100 uh, percent or percentile so she's like dude she's since she's been born she's grown like four inches you know what I mean? It's fucking crazy. So, she's not even three months see, old. See, and so my opinion on that is that she's not actually in the upper percentage. I feel like she's actually normal. Like, that's right. how babies are supposed to be. And my point of this is, Steph was training, Steph was exercising before it happened and during it happened. Yep. She's always ate really healthy and she yep. continued to eat. Obviously, I think no matter what, and I, I'm not going to act like I understand this because I tell this to Shannon all the time. Like, I don't get it. Because I do not know what your body's going yeah, through, yeah. but you I get, never, yeah. but I get that your body is going through some crazy. So when right. you crave some weird shit and like it's not the healthiest thing in the world, like so be it. That's gonna happen. But like if if ninety percent of your diet is real food, like your baby is gonna grow so much faster and healthier than the the average because mm-hmm. our average is low across the board yeah. in life yeah. because our society is declining. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, it's, it's built fucked around up. That. Yeah, yeah, it's fucked up to think about it's it. Aggressive, but, yeah. but it just becomes like I think like. So for me, it was I've always had a motive to be healthy um, because I looked at, I mean, health is life. Health is body fat being lower. You feel better. You look better. You produce better. I, I've known that. But it wasn't until this that I actually like truly examined the things that were going on in my body besides from like a, a macro or caloric perspective, right? Like when I started like looking at like, okay, like technically from studies like artificial sweeteners aren't really going to kill you but what are they actually doing so then i look into that on a deeper level and find out that the possibilities of xyz happening or the unknown like and i'm like well what the fuck is the unknown is it really worth it like no like i cannot drink fucking diet coke you know what i mean and it's and it's it's sad that it has to even for me like i was healthier than 90 percent of the country as is and now i would say 95 because i've been doing all this stuff but the point is is majority of people have to wait for something like this to happen in order to decide to make that change and like my my advice is like anybody listening to this who wants kids ever like you should make that change now because yeah, if you're absolutely. overweight or unhealthy you're probably not going to be able to even conceive and if yeah. they are like i would rather have diabetes than know the child i'm going to give birth to is going to end up having it right like i would it's just like you would take a bullet for your daughter any day yeah. it's the same exact thing if you can learn how to treat your body well you're going to end up doing that exact same concept, right? Which is crazy to think about. But. And I think that people, you know, uh, I, I always hear this is like, oh, well, you know, by the time I'm this age, uh, you know, the medical field is going to come out with like a cure for cancer. Why resort for, to that? Yeah, exactly. But like at the same time, like, you know, how about quality of life? Like, let's say doctors or, or scientists come up with a cure for every fucking disease, yeah. right? Like, you cannot cure daily uh, pain. daily pain or it's like even let's say like let's let's say you know let, let's look at what happens when you do eat that shit like how you really feel yeah. right uh, around you know one two or three o'clock you get that real tired and lethargic feeling you're not motivated that's why a lot of people don't hit the gym yeah. Um, because the only thing that they've had that day is McDonald's hotcakes or something like that or <laughs> some fucking breakfast burrito from Taco Bell. Yeah. And then, you know, you go all day, you're, you're working, and that's the only, your only fuel source, and it's a shitty fuel source, and then after that you want to go work out, but you're unmotivated and all that stuff, right? Like, imagine just feeling like that, but, like, then you're just resorting to, okay, well, there's a cure for cancer, so I'm just going to fuel my body with this shit, but my quality of life sucks because this is what I go through every single day versus, like, if you if you really experience it and are aware of, okay, well, if I treat my body and fuel with the right sources, 
I'm not going to have that yeah. that lethargic feeling in the middle of the day, and I'm going to be more motivated to move, and I'm going to be more healthy, I'm going to look better, and like everything changes, right? Like that's how I see it. Like why would you why would you put your life into somebody else's hands and, and say, okay, well this person got me because they're hella smart, yeah, and went to Harvard, and they're going to give me a new a new kidney or you know a new heart, right. and I'm going to live till I'm 110. Like that's not how and it it's works. really just hope too, yeah. right? Like, but I think. It, it, I mean, you're you're absolutely right. It comes down to quality of life, but I just don't like. I don't see any of that actually happening. Like, so one thing I read in that deep nutrition was, um, and they did studies on this. The uh, exercise has the same effect as at least the best antidepressant for depressed individuals. Yeah. So that means the most expensive antidepressant you could possibly buy has at the very minimum the uh, exercise has at the minimum the same effect, and. To couple with that, like uh, I had somebody ask me this, and it's the same answer I give them every time. Like, what's the best way to stay consistent? I'm like, the the best way to become consistent is to get consistent. So if you just start being consistent, it'll get easier and easier. So if you look at depression, which is one of the hardest things to cure, like exercise can affect that. So everything else in your life. So look at people like you said, you just feel lethargic or you don't have motivation. You're not depressed. Well, if it can cure depression, then I'm sure it can cure that fucking thing, yeah. right? Like, well, there is. I mean, there is going to be some cases. I won't say that you know nobody should ever take antidepressants. I think that they do have a purpose. Right? 100%. Like, there's some people who there's just a chemical imbalance in their brain. You need it. Yeah. And exercise is going to fix. Yeah. Um. You know. So I, I do agree with with you know with that sort of thing. I don't think that I think that when people feel depressed immediately they go to a therapist and say well i'm depressed yeah. and then they, they should try the gym first. exactly yeah right and i do think too like because like we talk about this all the time like our bodies are adaptation machines i wouldn't be surprised if somebody has been very consistent working out for a long time and then tried uh then got depression maybe the exercise wouldn't work because it's something that's already a regular routine right so in that case then absolutely you need to research uh, like search out for whatever therapy or meditation or anything that's going to help you. But, um, but it just shows like the power of all this stuff on it, on, on your body. Yeah. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Um, the best cure is prevention, you know, hundred like, percent, you know, instead of waiting for a cure for cancer, eat better, be active, yeah. you know, feel your body the right way and you probably won't get cancer. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, I'm just going to throw this out in the universe. Something we've been talking a lot about. We're going to do, um, I, I feel like we should, uh, do a beta before we actually launch any because we've been talking about this. Um, we're talking about doing the fittest father challenge, which is going to be a transformation challenge, um, training programs, nutrition guide, meal plan, everything laid out for you. Accountability group. Um, we're going to like, how many guys should we let in this at first? No more than 10. So I wanted the tight group. Let's do 10. Let's okay. call it 10. So a number. 10 max. If there's 10 guys listening to this who are parents who want to get in the best shape of their life, change their mindset and drastically change everything and actually have a system and coaching accountability throughout the thing. This is going to be the cheapest. We don't know the price yet, but it's going to be cheaper than we're ever going to do anything in the future because it is the beta. We're going to use this as like a testimonial. We want to like test out our new systems on you guys. If you're interested, uh, email us at mindversemuscle at gmail.com and we're going to kind of run this thing out and then we'll go from there. Um, I just had to throw that out while I was on my mind because I've been definitely changing my routines and changing my diet and even changing like some of the work I'm going to be doing um, to make sure I'm ready for this yeah. fucking change, right? Yeah. Like, I even been, like, planning how I'm going to pre-write a specific amount of blogs. So the whole first however many months, like, I just have blogs coming out every week when I'm not actually having to write them. Because yeah. I need, obviously, like, so Shannon doesn't get paid on maternity leave. So, like, my business is going to help 
fucking take care of all this obviously so i'm like okay how can i keep this shit on autopilot and just have to do like the daily interactions of coaching and um emailing and making sure i'm keeping people accountable versus having to produce all this content on top of that which is gonna be nuts um i think i'll be able to do this a little bit easier because it'll be you know what one thing actually i want to get your take on this first because you're really good at guessing what do you think it's gonna be a boy you think it's gonna be boy mm-hmm. i was like honestly i'm i I guess I'm good at guessing, but it, you know, really the way I see it is like you, you have a 50 50 shot, right? Of, yeah. of guessing the kid. No matter what. Uh, well, unless it's a. You can't really be good at guessing. You know what I mean? Uh, that can't actually happen. Oh, did, did we? We talked about that on a podcast too, right? Did we? I think so. Or, or <laughs> I don't know if we talked about it on a podcast. I know that we had the conversation. Can you actually be born that way? Uh, honestly, I'm not sure. I was just, I was just fucking around. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, if it, if it could happen, then you would have a 33% chance, I guess. Uh, but no, like ultimately, yeah, ultimately you have a 50, 50 shot and I've, I've guessed right on a lot of them. I, I guessed wrong on the last one, which was actually in Sean. Um, and, uh, I don't know. I just feel like I, I just get, I just go with my gut feeling. So whatever I feel when I hear that somebody's pregnant, then I just whatever blurt it out. Yeah. And then I just like, my mind is so it just sticks to it. Yeah. Right? And I, I never changed it up. We um, have a lot of boys in our family. My dad's the same way. He keeps, yeah, he keeps saying it's going to be a boy. Yeah. So, um, but no, when, when I found out that stuff was pregnant, it was like, as soon as she texted me, uh, it was, it was actually funny. She, she lined up these three pregnancy tests, right? And she puts them on a piece of paper towel and she sent me a picture and I'm at the gym. And I'm about to start coaching clients. So it was like the worst timing ever. (laughs) And uh, I look at this picture and I'm like, okay, well, those are pregnancy tests. And then, you know, I see these lines, all these lines or whatever. And I was like, okay, well, it doesn't say yes or no. I was like, I have no idea what these fucking lines mean. So I was like, (laughs) so what does that mean? And she was like, I'm pregnant. And I was like, holy shit, right? Like, I'm just like, oh my God. Like, I was just... I was so excited and just like, I didn't know, I didn't know like what to do with myself. And I was just like trying to contain myself in front of my clients. Literally had like six people in oh, front of me. Oh, she texted you that? She, she fucking texted <laughs> because she couldn't wait. She was like, well, I was going to wait till you got home. But then like, I was just so excited and I wanted to text you and I was like, okay. And, uh, and then I was like, well, you know, uh, you got your girl cause she wanted a girl. She was like, I was like, you got your girl. And uh, she was like, "Yo, do you think it's gonna be a girl?" I was like, "I fucking know." So it was like, and yeah. it was just like that gut feeling. I, I just knew it. Cause she guessed boy, right? She she thought at it the was reveal a boy. party she, she was like on team boy or whatever. Yeah, she thought she uh, she thought it was a uh, that Olivia was gonna be a boy. So you guys and, had that party at like 15 weeks pregnancy, right? Uh, Cause you guys shit. got the test result, you figured it out, but you did you guys didn't know it was on the test result, correct? Yeah, we didn't know. Okay, yeah, I was so say, we, if, so we because otherwise I was like, you guys put on a good show because yeah. I thought for sure you guys were no, like, this at no, the party. No, my sister in law, uh, Angela, called. We we, uh, we told the doctors that um, we we didn't want to know the gender because they we didn't actually get the get the result. Yeah, they they called us. Right? Ah, okay. And so they were like, okay, well, your baby's like really low risk for all this stuff, so you're probably gonna have a super healthy pregnancy, and your baby's gonna be perfectly fine when she comes out. And, uh, or they said when, when the baby comes out and then, uh, we were like, okay, well, you know, we want to know the gender, but we're going to have my sister-in-law call and then, you know, we're going to do this gender reveal thing. So they were like, cool. And, uh, yeah. So that's how she set everything up. And then, you know, we did this, we popped the balloon and yeah. all the pink shit came out. Yeah. I was like, I fucking knew it. We don't know what we're going to do. As Steph, as Steph was so pumped, but she had like very like vivid dreams of having a boy. She was like, really? I think that we're going to have a boy. Did I tell you about my uh, my recent dream with the aliens and shit and the boy? 
Jesus yeah, Christ. Dude. You gotta stop with the melatonin, bro. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Bro, it's not enough. It is the melatonin. I'm telling you. If got man, like if anybody who is listening to this podcast, if you take melatonin, like please let me know. You can you can fucking email us, do whatever, you can message us on Instagram. How much weird dreams do you have on a weekly basis man, I, I enjoy the dreams man they're funny they're exciting i mean i like dreams too but I, like it's just like there's you know only so much weird shit i'm like addicted to melatonin take, dude yeah uh but <laughs> anyway so like uh so i had because i had a well so this is what was crazy before we even knew i had a very vivid dream it was a girl and uh me and shannon were walking down this hallway um, of a hospital, like behind this nurse, she was taking us in the room to tell us, and it was like this weird. It was a hospital on the water. It was fucking weird. And we sit down. I could see the water out the window, like it was right there. And she tells us, "You're gonna have a, a baby girl." And then this plane fucking crashes into the building, and the building like doesn't explode but catches fire, and then it's like burning down. So we're all trying to run. This nurse runs in front of us, locks the door, so she's like. We're at maximum capacity, and we're like, "What? You just told us we're having a kid. Now we're stuck in here." And this fucking big lion came out of this like stairway. Dude. I know, and talked to us and was like, "Come with me." Fucking Narnia. Dude. Yeah, it was like the Narnia lion, and then we and then we followed this uh, this that lion into the safety. So that was my first dream, right? And then I woke up and told her I was like, "This is a weird dream." And we didn't think we were, we didn't know she was pregnant at the time. Yeah. And we didn't know. And then uh, and then we go to my dad's the next night. And he's at a couple cocktails, and he looks at Shannon. He's never done anything like this. And, and he looks over at Shannon. He was like, I want you to bring me a little girl in this life. And we're like, what the fuck? Like, Dad, you had too many drinks. What are you talking about? Like, um, And we didn't know that he was, like, all about it at that point, too, yeah. right? And then uh, that weekend, we found out, which was nuts, That's right? crazy. So, uh, but this dream recently, I was in this house, and uh, we were watching the eclipse. It was right after that happened, right? So, like, the, the moon is covering the sun, so it's getting dark or whatever. But then the moon was, like, moving, so it wasn't really a moon. We were like, what the fuck? And then we noticed it was coming closer. It was a like fucking alien ship <laughs> that was covering the sun. And everybody was like, oh, shit, we thought it was the eclipse. So everybody's watching this and then freaking out, right? So we all start panicking and running, and then I turn around to, like, ask for help, and everybody's gone, and I'm alone. I'm like, what the fuck? And I look out the window, and, like, there was this little, like, mini spacecraft thing, like, hovering outside the window. And I thought I was going to die, right? This alien's about to, like, suck me up through a laser and abduct me. And they and a soccer ball came through the fucking window. And I kicked a soccer ball. It went back through the window and it, like, hit this uh, little ship, right? And so I run. Like, I just attacked this little ship that's going to come after me. So I run downstairs. And you know in those movies where all the lights are coming through the, the windows, like, super bright. So you right, know, like, right. you're about to get sucked like up. Poultry guys. That was happening. And I'm like... And I turn around and you were there holding a fucking carriage, like a little like baby carrier. <laughs> Shannon was just chilling on the couch and you guys were just staring at me like nothing. So it freaked me out. And I, it was almost as if like you guys were aliens, like the way you were looking at me. So I turned really Wouldn't quick die. and uh, there was a little boy standing in front of me, blonde hair, bowl cut, blue eyes. Like blonde hair, bowl cut. <laughs> it was so vivid. Like I remember wearing a little blue shirt, blue shirt, low jeans. I remember exactly what he was wearing. Yeah, and, and it was like this like overwhelming like feeling of like, dude, I woke up like freaking out, like sweating and shit. And Shannon woke up and was like, are you okay? Like, what the fuck? And I was like panting like, what the fuck? That was the realest. That was the most vivid like image I've ever had. And then ever since then, I was like, we're having a boy. Dude, you gotta chill out with the melatonin. <laughs> there's other there's other dreams that you can have about having a boy, man. Like, I know. Last time I actually took melatonin was on a flight to uh, Miami, 
and I was taking a red eye and uh, so I fall asleep and it was one of those like really like lucid dreams like where you uh, it's almost like you're having like an out-of-body experience yeah. and you can't move like you you re- you're like you're conscious but like you can't fucking move right and at first it was like this it was I was just I was in my it was I was in my seat and I could see like the people around me and it was everybody who like was on the flight you know what I mean when I woke up it was like these same people right so uh but like I just felt like I couldn't move like I was just sitting there and it was like I could like look around but like I couldn't move my arms or my legs or my body or anything like that and then shit just goes like crazy on the airplane and it's like we're gonna we're gonna fucking crash right like the alarms start going off yeah. and things like pop down and i can't fucking move and everybody else is just like moving around me like getting prepped for the for the airplane to crash and i'm just like what the fuck right <laughs> so then like and it was like i was just fighting for my life to to get up and then like i finally kind of just like snapped out of it and it was like I mean, it was, like, the same setting, but, I mean, obviously, it was, like, super calm. We weren't, like, crashing or anything, but all of those same people, like, exactly where, you know, like, we were sitting. Yeah. And, but, like, it was just calm, you know? It was just, like, a regular flight, and I was just, like, and I was scared out of my fucking Have you ever seen Lost? No. That's exactly what happens in Lost. Oh, really? The dude's, like, having a dream, and he, like, she's, like, oh, do you want a drink? And he's, like, I'm gonna need more than that, and then she gives him two, and they laugh, and then, like... Like, he's talked to somebody, and then the plane, like, crashed right, and then he's like, and he wakes up, and he's like, what the fuck, and he, like, looks, and the lady sitting next to him is the person in the dream, and he looks up, and she's like, would you like a drink? And he's like, what the fuck, and then it's like, and it's like, crashes. Yeah, that was, yeah, it was insane, so ever since then, I was like, alright, I'm not taking melatonin anymore, for sure. I mean, I had, like, weird dreams before that, because I've taken melatonin, like, several times, but, you know that at that point i just felt like i was gonna lose my life so I was like, yeah let's not do that <laughs> yeah. anymore oh, shit. Anyways, anyways cody's a dad congratulations thank you man um i think like uh we're gonna have to this is gonna be a two-parter but we're gonna go into like one of the the biggest like i said i think the biggest takeaway was the purpose like my why and like how that shifted and yeah. how everything the motivation behind everything i do is just so much easier now because i have this um so finding your why is so crucial but the system of like core four essentially, but like the way we've tweaked it, being able to use that to control these feelings, to control where my life is going for this child to come is the absolute most significant thing that I can recommend to anybody is just figuring out a system like that. So, so we're definitely gonna have to uh, continue this with a part two for that, okay. to break that down. If you love the Mind vs. Muscle podcast, want more free content, and you want to support the movement, share this podcast and leave us a five-star rating and review. To get your questions answered on the next episode, see the show notes for our social media handles and hashtag Mind vs. Muscle.